You're listening to the Watling and Owen Show. Hello and welcome to a picks edition of the Watling and Owen Show. It's Matt Watling. It's Luke Owens. On a Thursday, a big, big football Sunday coming up, Luke. It's the New York Jets taking on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and it feels like it feels like there's an added edge to this matchup. Like I, I feel like the first game. Well, we didn't even have a show the Monday after because I, I ducked you, or at least that's what the narrative has become at this point. And now it feels like there's some personal attachment. I mean, you kind of came at me on Monday. You came at Josh Allen. Like, this is a personal revenge game at this point where I wanted the Bills to beat the Jets because, I mean, it's a divisional game. You also just don't want to get swept uh, by the Jets. And now it's become personal. So, I mean, that's on you. So if the Bills come out and make this a personal revenge game, and absolutely pour it on the Jets. There's no one to blame but yourself at this point. I just don't see it that way. I don't think it, there's anything personal about it. Sorry, you've got the little brother mentality. You need to make it a whole big sh- shebang. But we'll get well, to the Jets and Bills. Is it not personal bit. when you wish illness on Josh Allen? That feels rather personal. It was more personal against you, and I specifically said against you and not the Buffalo Bills. Right, which is why I'm using this as a personal revenge game. Okay, like I go personally, ahead. as a fan, am using this as a revenge game. All right, do, for do myself. what you gotta do. Um, let's yes. get into the, let's get into something that we can both agree on is the Aaron Judge conversation. And this was a contract that might not have happened. Right, the Yankees signed re-signed their guy nine years, three hundred sixty million dollars. I think it was Tuesday, was it when uh, Paul Heyman or. John Heyman. John Heyman. I like that you got his name wrong, though. It's pretty Paul Heyman's the WWE guy. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. John Heyman. I thought you were just confusing uh, my brother's names. Your brother's name's Paul The Heyman. great John and Paul. No, John uh, and Paul. Split <laughs> them. Well, it gets done anyway. Th- there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot of discourse about it. You know, There's a lot of people I saw complaining about the contract, which I just don't understand. Like, is it an overpay? Sure. Is he going to be worth $40 million by the end of the contract? Probably not. Do I care? No, because at the end of the day, the Yankees made their goal to re-sign Aaron Judge to try to win a World Series, and re-signing him helps you get to that goal. If you lose him for nothing, then your hopes of winning a World Series go out the door with him. Yeah, and you're not replacing him. I mean, you if you don't sign him, I guess you could make a push for Correa. But, I mean, he's a shortstop. You already like kind of the shortstops that you have. You could re-sign Benintendi. You could go for like a Michael Brantley. But the fact of the matter is, if Aaron Judge walks, the Yankees are not competing for anything next year. I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, you could say like, oh, well, even when they had him, they, they didn't really compete. No, well, they, they made competed. the ALCS. Right. That was my sarcastic. No, I got you. Voice. But, but even the people I mean, that, made- that said those things, like, you're wrong. They made the ALCS throughout, through injuries. And when I look at this team, they might be incomplete now, and we'll get to what they might do moving forward. But come the deadline, Brian Cashman is always one of the most active GMs in all of baseball. So the idea that the team they have going into the season is going to be the one they have in September is lunacy to me. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I do want to talk about, first and foremost, like the fact that the Yankees got this done, I think, is a huge gold star. And I've sat here and I've said, like, there's definitely some questionable things that have gone on. But the fact that Hal Steinbrenner made this happen, the fact that he made sure, you know, he made the extra call to say, look, if I give you the nine, are we good here? And, and Judge said, yeah, he wants to stay here. Like, that's huge to me. And you're setting up Aaron Judge to become the, the guy that gets his number retired at Monument Park, the guy that hopefully brings you a couple of championships in his tenure. But, I mean, he's a fan favorite. And 
like even for me personally, and I know like as I've gone through life and as I've done, you know, quote unquote, like become in the media, even though I'm, I'm nothing, but you know, as, as someone that has to think objectively from time to time, like Aaron judge is like the guy that would have definitely like put me into a different place. And I know I'm more of a, a fanboy than you are still, even to this point, but like him and Josh Allen are like my one and two, like th- those are my guys. Like those are the guys that you, you love and, and you love to watch play. And the fact that they get this done, like, Good for Aaron Judge. He sets himself up. He sets his family up for generational wealth. I mean, this is a guy that made what, like, twenty-five million dollars in his career. I think thirty-six. Okay, thirty-six. So nothing to scoff at. But now he's making more than that every year for the next nine years. And the fact that he bet on himself, he made this money. Like you look at Trey Turner's contract and Xander Bogart's contract. Like these guys are getting signed for eleven years, and I, I they're they're going to go to their age forties. Like that's just where baseball is right now. There's so much money to go around that this really isn't going to be a huge, you know, dent in the Yankees. You know, they, they make plenty of money. I don't think this stops them. I mean, they, they signed Cole. That didn't stop them from now signing Judge. Like, they can still make moves. So I'm just really happy this gets done. For a moment, I tweeted out, the moment that I, I thought Aaron Judge was in the Yankee was one of the worst moments ever. So the fact that they got this done, like, I just don't understand why fans complain about contracts like this. And, and look, I get it because the Yankees probably should have signed him at the start of the season. But – Right, that would have been helpful. Probably would have saved the mm-hmm. money. But like, why do fans care so much? Especially, it's well, this is the, the issue here. If you're a fan. Is that in my eyes, at least, the only issue with the contract is if you sign him earlier for less, you would have more flexibility to make moves you wanted to make because this team doesn't want to be over every single luxury tax. And, and that's the one complaint I would have is why wasn't there any foresight to get it done before the year started? You know, but 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 in that yeah, same I vein, mean, like, well, you look I'm at- not going to crush. Cashman because at the end of the day they, they did get it done and yeah they maybe yeah. spent a little more than they wanted to but teams make mistakes but the difference is the Yankees mistake cost them a couple million bucks a year versus you know maybe the Red Sox who now have lost Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts for nothing or you know negligible I think, things I think the Yankees thinking is somewhat old school in some facets like the Braves have been very proactive in signing their guys, and obviously a lot of people kind of make fun of them for it. But, like, Dave Acuna, they're paying him nothing. They're paying Albies nothing. Like, they locked them up early, and, you know, it could bite them because, you know, if these guys fall off the, the face of the earth, they've got them locked up, but they're not big contracts. So it would have been nice for the Yankees to at least get this done, you know. It could have – maybe not a few years ago, but like you said before, in the offseason, they obviously could have paid less for him. Um, they, they usually wait a while to call up their prospects, not judge. I mean, he was a, a late developer, but you know, they like to hold their guys down. So I do think that some of that definitely did bite them. But at the end of the day, like you said, they got the contract done. This is still a very good team that I think still will make a couple more moves. And like the thing I was saying is like, I, I, I get complaining if the Yankees threw like 11 years at Carlos Correa and they're and Yankees fans are like, Oh, we don't like this guy. Like, who knows? Blah, blah, blah. Like, Aaron Judge is your guy. Like, this is the guy that everyone wears the jerseys and, and all the kids love. Like, you, he's your homegrown guy. Like, it feels different throwing a, a quote-unquote overpay of a contract at a guy that you already know how he's going to be in this city with this fan base and with the pressure that comes with it. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, just to give Aaron Judge some credit, he said he wanted to be a Yankee for the rest of his life. And he left money on the table from San Diego he didn't go back to the Giants to try to match the 360 or to surpass it, I should say. And, you know, Hal Steinbrenner went to him and said, hey, what is it going to take to get this done? And he gave him a number and then they agreed to it. So, you know, could you – I think it's just a good deal all around. Like, it's very exciting for Yankees fans. Your guy want, stayed true. He stayed loyal. 
He didn't pull a John Tavares. And your owner, who people have been very, very down on, made it happen. He didn't care what the cost was. He said, by any means, we're getting this done. And they got it done. Yeah, and I think with the you know moves to be made, and I think Carlos Rodon, we talked about him last episode, that'd be a nice piece to have. Do they need him? No. But like Tyone walking really meant nothing in my opinion. Like he's a four or five that's getting paid good money. I don't I don't think they're losing really anything with Tyone. He had one good year and you're gonna get like he got paid by the Cubs. Like the, what was the, the Yankees. How much are they getting paid for it? Did you see off the top of your head? I think it's five years, seventeen mil per. That's I mean it's a not lot. a crazy I know, but like to me it's like before that he was battling injuries. He even had an injury last year towards the end mm-hmm. of the year. Like I think that that hampered him a little bit. So I was good on that, but if you can get a guy like Rodon, who's been I mean, that's top a stop. five, Cy Young guy the last two years, lefty, like get him in the rotation. I like that a lot. Um, but I think the, the lineup could use some tinkering, and I don't know how it works because Hicks, Donaldson, like guys that you want to get rid of, it's like you're probably going to have to pay at least a little bit to, to unload these guys and you know, kind of admit that that Donaldson deal was a bad one. And Hicks, a guy you tried to lock up early, hasn't really worked out either. So – I'm glad it didn't hinder them from getting Aaron Judge, but I'm sure moving some of those guys could help, you know, make some other moves in terms of the lineup. Right. And why don't we get into the Jets-Bills game now, Luke? Um, Michael Carter seems to be back for the Jets. Uh, Mike White's playing again. There's a lot going on in this game. And I I wonder how differently this game plays versus the one before, because in the first game, it was really the running game for the Jets plus Zach Wilson. Now they actually have some semblance of a passing attack. And there's no reason why they can't, because the first game was the first game where Brees Hall was out, but James Robinson played. I mean, I don't know what's what, where he even is at this point, but I mean, they they have uh, Bam Knight who's been incredible nicely. So that, they and Michael have Carter. two running backs. Yeah, they, they still have two running backs that can give the Bills hell. The one thing I will say, the Bills have a lot from that game. They've defended the run a lot better recently. They're making quarterbacks make throws. Mac Jones couldn't. Maybe Mike White can. But I will say this run defense is improved, but there's no reason why the Jets can't use that same formula with a better quarterback this time around. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. And honestly, I think the 10 points is very disrespectful for the Jets. Oh, yeah, it has to be. It, but I just... So what is are they saying that the Vikings are eight points worse than the Bills? Because the Jets were a two point dog against them. I know it's it is weird. I don't really know what the thinking is. I mean, like home field, but that shouldn't really skew the line that much. I think maybe it's I, I don't know what it is because the Jets don't have any injuries that would hinder them. I would assume that Mike White's a more valuable quarterback than Zach Wilson in Vegas's eyes. So I don't know. Maybe it's looking at what happened last year when Mike White played the the five interception game or whatever it was but and and I guess you can use that as history but the line is much better for the Jets it's it's above air at average the run game's a lot better they have immensely more talented receivers and and the beauty of this team now is that you have your number one in Garrett Wilson which lets Corey Davis you know be the overpaid number two or number three when he was the number one last year he couldn't stay on the field he was terrible this season you know, the expectation is lower, but he's meeting those expectations. So I, I like the weapons they have now versus last year. But also, I mean, could you see the Bills win like a 24-10 game or, no. or something like that? I really? I think the Jets I mean, missed for more than 10 diff- points on the, on the Bills. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the I guess the difference between the Jets and the Patriots is the Jets have more weapons offensively, but mm-hmm. I could see it being one of those, like, kind of grinded out games. I mean, the Bills have found more of a run game in the last couple of weeks. I mean, I, I don't really know. The line doesn't make a ton of sense to me, for sure. I thought this... I mean, I thought the Bills were probably still going to get five or six, but 10 definitely seems pretty high. And I almost have to pick this game just because the, the other games I hate, and we'll get to our pick shortly, but when I come when I look at this game, I see it a lot like the game against Minnesota for the Jets because both teams have very good quarterbacks when they play at 1 o'clock, uh, Kirk Cousins. They have a very, very good number one wide receiver and a decent supporting cast beyond that in terms of their wide receiver core. But what the Jets did so well against the Bills last time around is they didn't let Stephon Diggs beat them. He, you know, he almost put up 100 yards, which is nice, but he only had five receptions. And if you can keep him to just five touches, like that makes a huge difference, even if he's picking up a chunk play here or there. And I know it wasn't a crazy yardage number, and you kind of combated me on our last show, but I think the Bills' key in this game is can they keep running the ball well? Because the Jets have a good secondary. They're obviously going to hone in on a guy like Stephon Diggs like they did last time. It felt like almost all those 94 yards came on that first play, and then after that he kind of settled down. I think it was like a 30-yard reception right off the bat when the Jets slipped and fell, and it felt like that game was getting out of hand, but the Jets stayed in it. So I think running the ball is going to be the key here because the Jets' run defense has – I mean, it's if they have a weakness, it's the run defense. It's not a big, it's not a big weakness. I think they're like 14th or 13th in run defense. It's not like they're bad against the run, but their secondary is obviously elite and something that – Josh Allen challenged, I think, too many times last time. The two interceptions were bad, and I, I think that's going to be the key is running the ball, kind of playing the way they did against New England, where it's Josh Allen's going to make special plays, but at the same time, you have to be able to control the ball, control the clock. And last time the Jets owned the clock, they they ran the ball well. It felt like the Bills didn't get the ball at all in the fourth until that final possession. So I think the Bills kind of have to flip that on the Jets. And not it's not about keeping the ball out of the Jets' offense's hands. I think it's more so just establishing – some kind of offensive consistency. Right, and you look at that game going back to it, what was the biggest struggle for the Bills? It was the red zone turnovers. And I think there was like two of them. Or, you know, and they yeah, still threw a field goal in one in one of the uh, drives. And if you take those away, and Josh Allen's done a pretty good job these last few weeks taking those those turnovers away in the red zone, now you're getting points from them, and you're holding onto the ball longer, and you're keeping the momentum, which is something that now the Jets have to combat. In that first game, the Jets won because of their defense. In this game, I don't think you're going to see those turnovers. You're going to need the offense to step up for the Jets. Yeah, and I think there's no reason why they can't. I mean, their offense has been better under Mike White. They've got to obviously score touchdowns because I understand the you know the sediment between the two teams. The Vikings, the Bills are similar. But, I mean, I think Josh Allen's a different plane of existence than Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins is like a top five, maybe a top three sackable quarterback in the NFL. Like, he he... he he takes a good sack. Like he, he'll Excuse get sacked me? up there at the back. He'll take a good sack. Like him, like I think Derek Carr is in there. Like they just they do like the turtle up thing, and they like you could just see you know Quinn Williams getting to him like five times. I mean, I know you know the Jets have the Josh Allen stopper, as we all saw the video going around about Johnson. But at the same time, Josh Allen's a tougher guy to tackle. That I was think also it's a one little play. bit different. Like that, like that yeah, was a cool video, but it's so stupid because like he made one play. Yeah, it's the like game. the one play where he like beats him to the sideline. It's like no, that the draft pick was worth it. I mean, it was, it was it was cool to see how it kind of plays out. But maybe, I mean, for me with the Bills, I think my final thought is it's going to be about how they respond to now being the one seed, controlling the AFC East. These next two games are so so important. 
between the Jets and the Dolphins, getting those wins so that you don't go 0-2 against both of those teams. So I think that's it. I think being home for the first time in like over a month at this point after the whole Detroit thing, like that's going to be a big factor as well. This is going to be a, a, a huge crowd. It's going to be a loud crowd. We'll see. You know, the Jets responded well last week in Minnesota. So if they can do that, they'll keep it close. But I think the Bills have – I think they have revenge on the mind, like I said, but also I think this is a team that's very proud and, and doesn't want to lose two straight games to a divisional opponent. How big was the loss of Von Miller? How big do you think that's going to be, you know, I guess in this game, but also moving forward? I think it's huge. I mean, he is the guy they signed to beat the Chiefs, but it, it obviously plays out on a weekly basis. And as long as Greg Rousseau is out and it looks like he's going to stay out, it's a big loss because they don't have – another elite edge rusher. Rousseau is great when he was healthy, but he's been out the last few weeks. Boogie Basham's good, but they had him last year, and Ed Oliver's improved a lot as a D-tackle, getting pressure on the quarterback. But Von Miller is a guy that in late in games, third down situations, it happened against the Vikings. It should have ended the game before they got the fourth and 18. It's like, hey, Von, go get the quarterback. And that, that's he does it better than almost anyone in the NFL. And it's a huge, huge loss, especially for these big games for playoff games. It's it's not insurmountable, but I mean, now the defense is looking more like it did last year, but you're missing Von Miller and Micah Hyde, two of your bigger pieces. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if the, I, I think the Bills will probably win this game, but I do think the Jets keep it close. And I think they have a very strong chance of, of, you know, winning the game outright. You know, like, I guess the expectation is the Bills win because they are the better football team, but the Jets have a shot in this game, just like they did against Minnesota. I mean, also, if you're the Jets, like, I know we talked about how last week was a good game for them, and it was, but the moral, I'm not even going to say moral victories, but, like, it doesn't count in the standings. Like, this is desperation time for the Jets. Like, they're, they're as bad as New England looked last week. If they go and beat the Cardinals and the Jets lose, like, New England's hopping them, and the Chargers are only a game behind. So, like, that desperation has to play a factor, too, if you're the Jets, where it's like, okay, we're playing some better football, but... At some point, we have to, to win games. And they've got chances down the stretch for sure. But any chance you can win a game, you want to go all in. So this is a, a, a chance for the Jets to go into Buffalo, play spoiler. Um, I don't think it happens. I think the Bills are going to come on angry. And and hopefully, I guess for my sake, they play better down the stretch. But, I mean, if you're the Jets, every week now is kind of do or die when it comes to trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, I fully expect them to make the playoffs. When you look at their remaining schedule, they should be able to beat the Lions, frankly. I think that that... The style of the Lions play, I think, helps the Jets because their defense, while getting better, is is still meh. And I think the pressure – you talk about a sackable quarterback. I think Jared Goff is a guy that's not going to be making oh, too yeah. many special plays. Love the Jared Plus, Goff sack. Love it. I know Jared. I know they won and beat the Giants at MetLife, but still, I still – Lions at home are different than Lions on the road. Like, the cold, the long sleeves on Jared Goff. I know it worked against the Giants, but the Jets are a much better defense. So I, I would agree with you. I think that's a game that I'm going to have circled, especially if the Lions win this week. That could be a huge letdown for them. Oh, for sure. And then you've got Jacksonville in that mix. Uh, do you have Indy too, I think? No, you got the Seahawks. The Seahawks, which I think, I think the Seahawks are dead, which is a problem because if I had to make a pick, they might be my pick this week. Um, yeah, taking on the say. Carolina but Panthers. The Panthers. That's different. That's a lot different. Yeah, and Panthers are real. I, I think they could run the table even losing to the Bills. And you probably only need to take three of the next four if you lose to Buffalo, depending on how the Patriots shake up. You know, you got to root for Arizona at this point. You know, maybe strip away the Wi-Fi in Kyler Murray's house, take away the Call of Duty, and get him locked in for that game because you know the the Jets really need that help when you have such a tough game up coming in 
you know, this week as well. But let's get to the Giants quickly. They're taking on the Eagles, a seven-point home dog. I don't see how the Giants win this game. Like, even if their run game plays spectacular and Barkley rushes for 85 yards, I just don't see it. Does it surprise you that the Giants are only a seven-point dog and the Bills are a 10-point favorite over the Jets? I guess because they're home is the difference. But I would also argue that yeah. the Jets are a – I would argue the Jets match up better against the Bills than the Giants do against the Eagles. Yeah, I think the, the defensive injuries are starting to hurt the Giants. I know Washington kind of – at times their offense looked good, at times the Giants' defense looked good. But, I mean, this Eagles team is is obviously very, very good. I, I think they've become the, the team to beat in the NFC. I think them and Dallas are, are the two I have circled right now. And it's – it's weird because, like, stylistically, it's like maybe if, if the Giants play their best ball because they can run. And that's what the Commanders did against the Eagles. They ran the ball very well. They controlled the clock. They forced some turnovers. But, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one for the Giants. I just and, don't think the Giants have that defense the Commanders have. Like, that's a defense that will shut you down and stop you, whereas the Giants is a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's a lot of we're going to give you a lot of yards, but you're not going to score points. And, like, who's stopping A.J. Brown on this Giants team? At this I mean, Adore Jackson Nobody. would, but he was hurt because he's the punt returner. That's what I'm saying. Their entire secondary is hurt from that and from dirt bikes and, and all that. Like, this What about is James be... Bradbury? Is he, is he still there? Uh, no, I believe he's on the uh, opposing sideline, actually. Wow, really? He's on the Eagles now. That's crazy. Yes. I haven't heard a lot of James Bradbury, actually, this year. He, he's just kind of there. Side. I don't Side know. note. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Alec Martinez but, retires. Or not Alec Martinez. What's that dude's name? Blake Martinez. Oh, Blake Martinez. He sold his crypto or whatever. His it Pokemon was. card. Oh, his Pokemon card. He yeah. retired yeah, from this Vegas is, to sell Pokemon cards. Yeah, this is a brutal this is a brutal matchup for the Giants. Um maybe they, they get up for this game because it is kind of like a quasi I don't want to say Super Bowl, it's just so overplayed. It's a rivalry game. Their, yeah, it's the biggest home game of the season for sure. They've only got two left, so maybe that helps, but I, I just don't see the I don't see it happening. I think the Eagles roll pretty easily. Right, you want to get into our picks now? Let's do it. So, were, do you know if you were five and one or four and two? So I was five and one. Okay, and I was only lost. You marked it down. No, but I, I marked it and then I asked you and you weren't sure. Well, I had to look at it. Yeah. Okay. So you one. are now seven and a half games up on me, or eight and a half games, I believe. My apologies. I really struggled last week. There was a lot of close calls. I would argue. Seattle should have covered. The Jets should have covered. If they didn't, if they knew how to not kick field goals and go for touchdowns, they should have won that game outright, as I said they would. But as I digress, Luke, would you like to kick or receive? I will. I'm gonna receive today. I'm gonna receive. So I'm gonna go, go first. first. Is that what that means? No, I want to okay. go first. I am going to take a game that I'm. Actually, I, I really like this game. I'm not going to take the, the first game I was going to say. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers minus two against the Baltimore Ravens. It's kind of a – I don't want to say it's a trap because – Was it not two and a half? I just had it at two and a half. I, I had it two and a half earlier, but right now ESPN showing two. Is it two? Okay, so, I believe you. like that even better. But, I mean, either way, I'd, I'd like them to win by three at least. So, I – the Ravens, like Huntley's, a, everyone's like, oh, Huntley's good backup. They're like one and nine with, or two and nine now with him as a starter. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, like he's pretty good. It's like, I guess, but they don't win games with him. Kenny Pickett's playing really well. The Steelers' offense is playing well. They're going back home. They've got a chance at the playoffs. I like the Steelers minus two. 
I, I, I had Baltimore circled. I'm going to try to avoid that as much as I can because I hate a lot of these picks. So I'll uh, Maybe I with... should have kicked. Hmm? Maybe I should have kicked. Maybe you should have. Uh, give me Philly minus seven. I kind of talked myself into this one here. What's tough is that's a decent number, and I'm going to double-check to make sure it's still seven. But I just yeah, don't know how the Giants win this game, even if they play angry. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I said it earlier. I don't, I don't see a way the Giants win this game. Like, maybe they keep it close early, but this Eagles team, they smell blood in the water. They can feel the one seed, and that's huge for them. Like, get the bye, play all your games in Philly. Like, that, that means a lot. Avoid so the I, Cowboys I, I as long as you – excuse me, as long as you can. Yeah, so I'm with you. I like that pick. It's your turn. I'm with you, but I'm not taking it. Uh, I will take another classic Luke weird line. I'm going to take the Niners minus three and a half against the Buccaneers. This game doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Brock Purdy is favored by three and a half over Tom Brady. I just think this Niners defense is so good. The Bucs couldn't move the ball against the Saints until the last three minutes, and you're telling me they're going to score on, on the Niners? Like I'm, I don't think Brock Purdy is anything special, but – the fact that they're favored by three and a half is a little weird to me. So I'm going to take them minus three and a half. Give me the Jets plus 10. Again, oh. I hate the board so much. I'm just taking the points at this point. I think it's a close game. I don't really know how the Jets lose by double digits. Now, could they lose by 10 and I get a push? Sure. But for the Jets to go out there and lose by two scores, I just don't see it. All right. I am going to take – this is the game I'm not proud of. I am going to take – the Cleveland Browns plus five and a half against the Bengals. Uh, bad guy, maybe, but at least I'm not starting to Sean Watson in my fantasy. Hey, look at the so roster. Neither am I, Bozo. Oh, wow. He's so that's good. Out. Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't play well last night. That's right. Not because of anything else. Uh, but yeah, give game. me the Browns. The Browns own the Bengals. I don't know why, but like Joe Burrow hasn't beaten the Browns in his career. I mean, maybe they win this game, but five and a half is a lot of points. I think a lot of people are high on Cincinnati right now, rightfully so. They're a very good team, but I think the Browns looked rusty last week. I think maybe they shake some of that rust off this week. So give me the Browns plus five and a half. Luke, I'm a bad guy. I really am. Oh no. Cincinnati was gonna be my lock of the week, but I'm holding off now. I'm not I'm not taking the game. What? Right now. I like the it. amount of points you could get from that though. I, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out now. It's not my lock. Maybe I'll give it my fifth pick. But I've got my lock. It's incredible the coward you are. I'm a huge – look, I don't like the board, so I'm playing defense. Um, that's what I'm doing. If I was a real coward, yeah. I would match you pick for pick, which would be a horrible guy move. Um, but I won't do that. Instead, I will go with the – I don't know. Give me Seattle oh, minus no. three and a half. I know I just said they were dead. Oh, wait, but they don't have Kenneth Walker this game. Give me a second here. I don't, I don't want to take that game. I take that. The back. Seahawks dog, their mascot dog, died this week. So give me I like Seattle. If I'm you. Oh, no. Dead dog game. This is gonna be another of uh few I guess months it ago. Is. It really is gonna be that repeat. moment. We've only got five minutes, so I gotta figure this out quickly. Yeah, um, it's really tough. What do I want here? This is a problem. Show me something. You said you like the Thursday night game. I am. That's Get off my last week. week. Wow. Yeah. Should I just give you my lock now? Yeah. Give yeah, me your give lock. Me Vegas minus, give me a pick uh, so we don't sit here doing nothing. As the lock of the week. I like Vegas. The Rams are playing like Baker Mayfield at quarterback. They have no weapons whatsoever. And and Vegas sneakily only a couple games back from a playoff spot. 
I'll give you my lock of the week, too. No, give me your fifth pick. What are you doing here? No, I'll give you my lock of the week right now. All right. My lock of the week is the Detroit Lions minus two against the Minnesota Vikings. The 10 and two Vikings are underdogs against the five and seven Lions. That'll tell you something right there. So give me the Lions minus two coming back home. Vikings aren't very good. I mean, we saw that the last few weeks. They, They like to win close, but. The Lions, man, something about them lately. I, I took them last week against the Jags. They wanted a blowout. Maybe this will come back to bite me, but I, them being a favorite, I just I can't pass up such a such a weird line. So give me the Lions minus two as my lock of the week. Um, I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at the Denver Broncos scores the last couple games because I, I don't know. I like the Chiefs. I don't know if they can score. You know. 10 plus, you know, outscore them by 10, which is what the number would be. I mean, the Broncos have scored 10, 16, 10, and 9 their last Their four defense weeks. is good, though. Like, that's my concern. But they're not. Are they holding Patrick Mahomes to under 20 points? Because I don't know if they score more than 10. They're bad. They're so bad. Yeah. You know, give me Kansas City minus 9.5. Thank you, Luke. I needed that. I swear, if you take the Broncos as your next pick, I am quitting the show. <laughs> but give me Kansas City oh, minus 9.5. I wouldn't do that to you, Matt. There's a lot of talk on Monday. You're a coward. How am I a coward? This or that. No, no. You called me a coward. Oh, yeah, I did. On Monday show, you're this, you're that. You don't have guts. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Yeah! Minus 10. I don't know if this is baiting me into it, but I'll tell you what. I'm not going to sit here and be slandered on my own show. I'm not going to sit here and have you say, oh, Luke never picks his own team. He has no guts. This isn't that. The Bills are going home for the first time in a month. The Jets are coming to town. Revenge game. Revenge game for me. Revenge game for Josh Allen, who had illness wished upon him this week. Give me the Bills minus 10 in a route of the Jets. They will absolutely bully the Jets up and down the field. Mike White is going to be seeing ghosts. He's going to be like, oh, man, this is a team I threw five interceptions against. I'll probably throw another three this week. I'm not buying into the Mike White hype. The Bills are running the ball better. They're playing better defense against the run. Why are they 10-point favorites, Matt? We've been questioning that. Give me the Bills minus 10 over the Jets. I love it, Luke. You're, you're, you're still a coward. You're still a clown. You know why you're the biggest coward of them all? Because why? I goaded you into this pick. That's the beauty. Is I goaded you into a horrible pick that's going to a end horrible. in embarrassing Please. fashion. Embarrassing Please. fashion. I mean, you literally said I hate my Jets pick. And you, so, like, I don't know why we're going to take advice from you. I hate the entire board. At this point. Okay. Which is why I'm taking the Detroit, Detroit Lions minus two as my fifth pick. I mean, it's fine because if the Jets lose by nine, you can still have something to victory lap on on a victory, uh, moral victory Monday. You're such a bad guy. It's just incredible. Like, I love this stuff. I like what this has created because for so long, like, I've just been waiting for the Jets to, to be – competitive so we can have these conversations and it's fun like it's fun like we've got a big game between the jets and the bills matt like who would have thought five years ago when we started the show that we'd have an actual meaningful game between the jets and the bills how, how are you uh indulging in the game this week oh are you, do you want to watch with me i don't i do have work but i could feasibly bring the laptop wherever that may be oh man i don't know if the relationship thrives or survives i'll be here i'll be at my apartment you're not so, going to the parents man. house no, the, the parents are out of town this weekend. Ooh, what so. are, what's, what's the plan? Any? Oh, oh, should we throw a party at their house? Yeah, we should. No, they're they're heading down to uh, Savannah, Georgia. My sister is getting her PhD and you're not from going? Georgia Southern University. I am a bad guy, but you know. I do have one last question about your parents. Is Bry Guy a little disappointed okay. he's missing the game on Sunday? 
Yeah, I went to his. I went to talk to him today, and I was like, "How are you going to watch the game?" He's like, "I don't know. Like, should I pay six dollars for NFL Plus just so I can listen to it?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, that's that's tough." You're not going to hit, like, yeah, hit him up with the links. I'll I'll throw him a link. I'll toss him a link. He should, but wait, I don't he, know. He if should use the CBS app. I don't think I don't know how that works. He has cable, right? Yeah. So I think he can plug in his information, or would you get, or would you get the game where you're at? You get the game. That's my question. Oh, I do think that you get the game where you're at, actually. And I know this is a Nance Romo vehicle, but I don't think one o'clock can be national. No. So I think. Well, let, let's figure this out quickly. I know we have to go, but so they're in Georgia. I'm looking at games that are on CBS. We've got Browns, Bengals. We've got Steelers, Ravens, and we've got Jags, Titans. Might be yeah, it. I think that I think might Jags, be it. Titans. So that'll clip it. Yeah, because the Panthers play at four twenty-five on Fox. So. Does he not oh. have SiriusXM? No, I don't think no, he does. Because you can listen on SiriusXM if you have that. Yeah, I mean, maybe he can listen, but yeah. You got to no hook, hook him up with the, with the links to the streams. I will. I also know a guy on – no, I'm not going to dox him. Never mind. There's a guy – okay, there's a guy on, that has a Bills fans Facebook page, and he sets his, his phone up and just records his TV that's for the people. So he he's a great that's guy. So if you can get into that group before Sunday, maybe that's the play. That might be it. Luke, we should watch the game together, though. So I can flaunt right. my new Jets sweatshirt in your face and, you know, spike the football a few times, celebrate with, with Bruno, my godson. Oh, it might be a war zone, though. I'm just going to say that. So I thrive in war zone and Fortnite. Enter at your own risk. Enter at your own risk. Right, well, that's the show. Let's see if we make it out to uh, have a show on Monday or if Luke kills me after the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills. Or at least cover the spread. That's all I'll be rooting for on Sunday. A close game. Keep it tight. And if the Jets win, they win. But with that said... We'll wrap up the show. We'll catch you guys Monday. If you missed a moment of the show, catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, at Watling and Owens, and we will catch you guys on Monday.